What's up, family? It's your girl, the Radical Redhead, Cole Phillips, coming to you with another fire episode. Y'all know you should be, like, just singing it with me right here on No Ordinary Church Girl, Candid Conversations on Love, Pain, and Everything in Between. Let's get into it, family. What's going down? What's going down? A whole lot's going up. A whole lot's coming down. How about that? It's uh, it's a great day to say it's a great day, and I'm just going to keep saying it that way. Because when you do that, you begin to manifest that into your life. So say it with me. Today is a great day. It's going to be a great day, and I'm going to keep saying it that way. You like that? Just hold it. Keep doing it. Even if stupidity comes your path, across your path, just say it again. Today is a great day. It's going to be a great day, and I'm going to keep saying it that way. There it is. So I have a little um therapy. You guys know what time it is. I mean, I always like to do a little therapy with you before we get into the day's topic, uh, only because it's fun and I enjoy it. And, you know, just let's let's just do it. OK, let's get into it. Last week's news you most certainly won't use. So, yeah, Mother's Day. I hadn't talked about it because honestly, it was a meltdown. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to take the time to talk about my Mother's Day. How was Mother's Day for you first, Italian Stallion? Oh, uh, it was very different. Yeah. Super different. I yeah. um, went and picked up some breakfast and stuff for my mom. Yeah. And went over to her house and we ate in the backyard six feet apart, mm-hmm. more than six feet apart. Because mm-hmm. she's struggling right now, of course, like everybody is when they're by yeah. themselves and they're yeah. older, you know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it was nice, mm-hmm. you know, because it's about all we could do. Yeah. It's just very strange. I'm used to spending the whole day with her. Yeah. Hugging her. And it's like I couldn't even give her a hug. That just that was that was the hard part, I think. So let me ask you this, because I'm I'm torn between that a little bit. So how so so why did you decide to maintain the six feet with your mom and kind of do the whole social distancing thing? Why? I, yeah. Because I couldn't forgive myself if that one time I did give her a hug and I don't have any symptoms mm-hmm. that I give it to her because her uh, immune system isn't the best. Gotcha. And if, you know, God forbid something happened, I, I wouldn't know what I couldn't forgive myself for being just ignorant enough to not listen. Yeah. Because I'm not a doctor. Mm-hmm. And the doctors that I know personally yeah. are telling me that this can really be detrimental to people with compromised immune systems. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And why wouldn't I listen to them? I didn't go to med school. I'm yeah. not a successful doctor. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about this. I mean, I don't, I know 0.00001 compared to them Yeah, and they only know 1%, Yeah, you know, so I'm not going to risk it. I think it's, I'm, this, this is just my saying. Mm-hmm. I think it's super selfish for people to ignore it. Mm-hmm. Now, is it as bad as we think? I think the virus is. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, and I don't want to get off on a tangent You're on, fine. on this stuff because people are like, well, it's not as bad as the flu. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you, you're, that's irrelevant. Right. This has nothing to do with that flu. We know that flu. Exactly. You know, yes, there are deaths and yes, there are a lot of deaths because of it. But we know that flu. This flu, we have no idea about. Yeah. Or this virus. Right, right. You know, it's mutating like crazy. We can't figure out what to do with it. Yeah. We can't figure out what causes it, where it comes from, yeah. how it goes away, this and that. So it's nothing like that. And I know that ruffles feathers with a lot of people, but I I don't know, man. 
I, I get it. It's one of those things. I get it. But no, yeah, I, that's I was, the reason why I social distance is because yeah. I would rather social distance until we know more about it mm-hmm. and we get something to help than kill my mom. There you go. And I, and I understand that. That's been a constant, um, a constant battle between me and Demario, honestly, uh, because I do have a mom who, and actually he does too, that has a compromised immune system. My mom, having had a stroke, of course, she's going to be the number one on the list in terms of being exposed. Uh, if she's exposed, just the detrimental side of what it could do. So we went through that because, of course, uh, many of you know, we're in a long distance relationship. And so he's not here and he's not in the home with me. And, of course, mom lives with me. So, um, yeah, it 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 is one of those things where I'm still very hypersensitive to because, again, I could be and I, I'm pretty sure I am the asymptomatic person. Right. So. I wouldn't know. Um, I believe, honestly, my sons are too. We just have really strong immune systems. So we could be easily carrying it and not know, never have any signs of it, and then go ahead and give somebody else. And then, yeah, I, I'm with you. I just always like to ask because different people have different views. Oh, I know I'm fine. Right. But you don't know. Okay. You don't know. Well, I mean, I mean, you, if you want to, if you want to play it that way, then how about AIDS? How about sexually transmitted Man. diseases? Man. How about um, the people that die on overdoses of drugs after one try? Right. You know, you think about things like that. Oh, no, it'll never happen to me. Or how about getting somebody pregnant? There you go. Or getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. Oh, it'll never happen to me. And then all of a sudden it does. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, And now you're oops. dealing with it. Yeah. Exactly. I would rather not have to deal with something like that. And especially when it comes to life and death. Yeah. Why? Why would, be, why would we be selfish enough? to jeopardize family members whenever all we have to do is stay away from them for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's like, what's so hard about that? I understand hugging. I'm a very huggy person, mm-hmm. you know, but come on. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. And yeah, that that's what made, it didn't make my mother's day. Wah, wah. There was a lot that went into my mother's day that made it like, wah, wah. it was a busy weekend. I had a lot going on. I overloaded myself and it was a wake up call to never do that again. And and as amazing as that is to do, considering like I actually overloaded myself virtually. Ah, That's hilarious. But I did it. And I just, I just had way too much going on. And so um, the day of mother's day, it just, once again, one of those moments I wasn't able to take it in. And I was very frustrated with myself. Uh, My son made me a cute little breakfast. I was so, 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 so appreciative of that boy because he's, what, 13? And not saying that a 13-year-old can't do all this, but they just, they're just now showing me that side of them. And so he made me breakfast and it was Belgian waffles with whipped cream and strawberries on top. I was like, oh my gosh, took a picture and everything. (laughs) It was really sweet. And of course, Demario uh, gave me a really, really nice card. Like I'm big on words. To know me is, is to know that if I read something, like I hold on that for to dear life. Like I'll read it years and years down the line. I'm just that person. So stimulating my mind is a big deal. So he did a good job with the card and a gift card that he gave me and some flowers and my favorite color. So, and coming to town, of course, to see me. Um, yeah, it's just this whole new beginning we're in. I'm not calling it a new normal. This new beginning of life is, ugh. so it's been on that side of the world. It's been yucky, if I may say. It's been a struggle for me. Um, because I'm not, 
I am what they call an amb- ambivert. Is that what it's called? Amb- I don't remember. I, uh, it's a it's a new word, okay. I guess. Well, just make it's, it up. Just tell us the definition of your word. I don't. It's not my word. I, I read it online. You like that? I, I seen it on the internet. It's my dictionary today <laughs> word. I seen it on the internet. It's something about like you're an extrovert and introvert combined. So like you well, can no, be that, extroverted. That actually makes sense because there are a lot of people that are super introverted. Yeah. But can put on this I can turn it on of an extrovert. Yeah. I can turn it on. Like if I'm on stage and you know this, we've been on stage together. I can turn it on and then I can turn it off. And then I can be home and chill guys for like the entire weekend. I don't have to go nowhere and just be on that couch watching whatever is on Netflix or anything else that I want to watch. Right. So, but at the same time, it's a choice. And I feel like my choice has been taken right now. Like I can't choose to say, hey, let's get the people together and let's cook and play cards and games or whatever. Like I am putting in a position that I don't like. And I don't know if anybody else is struggling with that right now. Even with the whole certain um, states are opening at different levels or some haven't ever closed, whatever you want to say. Um, but it's still travel is different now. I love to travel I don't know when I'm going to be able to go outside the country again. And I want to go. Okay. I want my island trip. I want it. I want it. Okay. I'm a girl who loves the beach. Okay. I worked really hard on my beach body and I really want to show it off in my own little way. And get it. Tell us how you really feel. (laughs) I'm whining right now. I'm feeling some kind of way. Okay. I'm done guys. But yeah, Mother's Day was like, I appreciate what was given to me and what was done. Definitely. So I don't want to take away from that. But there was this lull over me because my mom's moving literally next week. Or the, yeah, she's moving the 21st. So I've been focused on that and she's going back to Michigan and I just been like, okay, this is happening. And I'm trying to be strong for her because I know if she sees me bust a tear, she's going to be like, Oh no, I'm leaving my baby. And I'm like, I'm fine. Like, Going back to our previous episode, the shift is a gift, right? So the shift of her leaving is not a bad thing because I don't know how it would be with Demario, her, I, the kids all in one house. (laughs) It'd be like, everybody loves Raymond. I don't know if anybody knows the show, but I don't know. I don't know. You should go check it out. It's pretty comical. But again, I know God knows what he's doing and I trust that. And I know my mother needs that. Like she needs to be where she can be free and move about. Her independence is not the same as it is in Michigan. And so I'm happy for her. Like I, I know she needs that. But that's a side of me is like, oh, my family, like all my family's in Michigan. And I know I made the decision to be here, but uh, like, I don't know if anybody else goes through that kind of stuff, but there you go. There you go. That's my news. You absolutely cannot use. I just, I wanted to share that I had a moment. Okay. I had a moment and it I'm sure. It is okay to feel. I think it so. It is okay to have a moment. Because Demario thinks I don't have feelings. <laughs> I can understand why. You know what? I, I didn't that. ask you. <laughs> <laughs> He thinks he's like, she's not passionate. She's not very emotional. I'm like, yes, I you am. You have no idea. You, boy, you just but don't I will know. tell you a little hint, Demario. Thank you. Educate the man. Is that whenever you've discover. been through as much as this young lady in front of me has, mm-hmm. and a, you have to realize that in her past and based on historical events, emotion is equivalent to weakness. So if you don't allow yourself to feel some of the emotions, then you remain strong. Mm -hmm. And especially a woman that is destined to meet all of her goals, you got to realize that her emotional side is absolutely there. She's probably more passionate than nine out of 10 other people. 
But you have to know that if the passion isn't directed, it's almost like a spotlight. If that passion oh, is not, good. If it's Go not you. directed, you. right? If it's not directed on that spotlight, yeah. then the emotional side, because I'm the same way. Yeah. You and I are so emotional, but we can turn it off when we need to yeah. or compartmentalize it mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. because we know for a fact that I know we, you and I love hard. Yeah. And we emo- we have these emotions that are so intense. And if we let that in, then it becomes a broader spectrum of light instead of the spotlight mm-hmm. on our goals. Mm-hmm. So DeMario, she has all the emotion and probably more, like I said, more passionate than nine to 10 people. <laughs> but you have to know that a person that is so focused on the future and the goals and reaching success in, uh, and in your mind, our mind yeah. as that person. Yeah are the passionate ones. That, and that's, that's absolutely true. And he knows that about me. I'm very goal-driven. I think that's what he's learning is that he is actually, he is the emotion in our relationship, which is which is a beautiful thing, actually. He's not like, okay, first of all, my man's not like a crybaby. He doesn't weep and all that kind of stuff all the time. Now, he has that side of him, but he's, yeah, no, he's not that. But he does, he's very in tune with his emotions and he is more apt to show them faster than I will. Like I'll show them and depending on what it is and, and, and you actually, that's what, that was really good. Cause that is actually a lot of when I have a goal in mind and that goal is amplified, man, you'll, you'll see my drive is my passion. You'll see um, different things that I'll like, Oh my gosh, I figured this out. And then I'll light up and, and just, you know, what have you. So exactly. So yeah. I, mean, I read that off the frosted flakes box this wow. morning. Tony there, the Tiger there is, is, there it is pretty dang in Let's there. Let's just throw this whole segment out the window right there. There it is. There it is. I'm done with you. <laughs> he said the back of a front. Hey, man, in this 2020, okay, Tony the Tiger used to go, I'm great, and now this dude is philosophical. Oh, okay? my God. I'm done. He has, talking about the shift. I'm done. I'm done. The shift uh-huh. is great. Just saying, in, in Tony the Tiger. Yeah. I'm just kidding. That's all Italian style. Yep. Write all that down. Right out the window. There it is. I'm done. (laughs) Wow. So that was good. That was so good. Uh, Shout out to my family and everyone who made, um, who helped me rebound what was a very emotional time um, and a a side of me that DeMario had not seen uh, in that magnitude. So yeah. Yeah. Anybody who went through that, I feel you. I feel you. It was different. It was different. So let's talk about today's topic, the snake. Who's the snake? And then you're like, what is she talking about? Who's the snake? So when you think about a snake, first of all, I want you to think of one, it's on the ground. It's sneaky. It's slithery. It's, it's quiet at times. You don't even know it's there until it's too late, right? I have been doing some serious segmenting within of who's the snake. Because a snake can be seen as an enemy. And of course, for my theologians or my spiritual folk, you know, we often refer to the snake as an enemy, right? That's the enemy. But what if the snake is you? Ah, how you like that? What if the snake is you? What if you are your worst enemy? Who's really the snake? And what I'm asking the question is in your relationships, guys, we're going to spend a lot of time this year talking about relationships because God has truly illuminated to me. That's where my focus needs to be because everything is relational. Everything relates to something. 
And you need to really start looking at that. And that's why when you think about topic matters, many of you are drawn to things about relationships because it's so complex. You can't group somebody into one way. Yes, Italian and Stallion have, uh, Italian Stallion and I have a lot of similarities, but you can still can't say, okay, that's how you got to deal with people like that. No, because he still has his own journey that he's walked up, up, walked out up to this point and so have I. So there's still differences that you have to identify, right? But my question is, is who's the snake? Here's a situation that I'm going to share. And it's a very sensitive situation. And I'm sharing it because it's, it's really, it's relevant to today. And I haven't often been the person who would go in in this manner, but I am now because I feel it's called for and, and it's just time and it is what it is. So many of you have seen, if you have not seen the story about Ahmad Arbery and what had happened to him, that he was killed, murdered, as, as being said as well racism, white supremacy. There's a lot of political conversation around this gentleman and his life. 25 years of age, jogging. There are other speculations that he was doing something he didn't need to be doing on a construction site. The reason I'm saying who's the snake, because oftentimes we look at color, we look at status, we look at a certain type of person, and we identify them as the enemy. Now, I'm going to say this very boldly and very proudly. Yes, I am very proud to be an African-American woman and everything that's identified with being that. I am. I'm proud to have two sons that are identified as such. But what I am not proud of is what is seen oftentimes by my race. What I'm not proud of for those that I am close friends with that are Caucasian, what is seen when we are out together. What I'm not proud of is as a Christian, I have others who call themselves Christians and they spew more hate than they do love. I'm not proud of any of that. But I asked the question, who's the snake? We've got a father and a son who identify someone. And right now what's being said is that they're racist, they're white supremacists and everything they did lined up with that. Again, I was not there. I'm not in their home. I don't know who they are. I only know what I'm told. Who controls the narrative? Who's this? Where's the snake? And again, when we look at this situation, we have a lot of things that just look wrong. There's a lot of things. The person who chose to, to video record this, why did you delay in releasing the information if you were there to help? Who's the snake? Who's the snake? Can I say that the reason I'm saying the snake lives in you because oftentimes what we allow to come out of our mouths, what we allow in terms of how we look at things through the lens that we look through it as, says a lot about who we are, not who they are. People are going to be people. There's evil in this world. And I will not say that racism does not exist. It exists amongst the Afri African-American community. It exists in the Asian community. It exists in the Latina community. It exists in the Caucasian community. It exists. Does some have more than others? Absolutely. Is there history there? Absolutely. Who's the snake? Who's controlling the narrative? In my home, can I tell you, my son asked me this question, and it's been about a year or so ago. He asked the question, Mom, do you have an issue with me dating a white girl? 
Now, this is my black son. I'm going to say it as literal, as urban, as real as I can get with you right now, because that's how real I feel about it. My son asked me, do I have an issue with him dating a white woman? If he brought in a blue-eyed blonde girl, because that's how my community is, first thing we think of, we don't think of the brunettes, okay? <laughs> we don't think of the ones with a little color to her. We think blonde, blue, uh, blonde uh, and blue-eyed. And he asked me, you know, do you not like white people? Now, this is not because my son has heard anything about me talking in any way about any of uh, the Caucasian community or any other race for that matter. He asked the question because it's something that he's dealing with in his community. And I looked him in his face. I said, son, I don't care who you choose to love, but I want you to be educated about the evil that exists in this world when you make your decision. Who's the snake? Because I could have said, well, no, I want you to marry within your race and keep our race strong. And I am a Christian. And to be a Christian is to say, love God, love people. That's it. If I say God is who I love, I believe Jesus is my savior. He died on the cross for my sins. I love his people and his people are not just one color. So when my son came to me, it was my turn and my time to control the narrative. And the narrative was this son, does racism exist in this world? Yes. I am not going to tell you it doesn't. Do people do things to people like us purely out of hate? Yes. Do we see it more from the Caucasian community? Yes. But what I want you to be is informed of what exists. Make your decision from there. Wisdom. God tells us in all our, in all our getting, get understanding. So understand, mama don't have an issue with who you love. But I want you to understand what exists in this world. And has existed. And until we make a decision to change the narrative and identify the snake for what it is, which is what we control and what we say and how we push the agenda of justice for all, it's not going to change. And I firmly believe that. And can I be honest on that Mother's Day? It also was hard for me to know that this man's birthday was the weekend of Mother's Day. And that mother is now mourning instead of being celebrated for Mother's Day. She's mourning the loss of her son. That could be any one of us. I don't know if the parents of the father and son who made the decision to shoot him and the one who chose to video and be delayed in, in furnishing it to the authorities, I don't know what their parents feel like. Maybe their parents are ashamed. Maybe their parents, if they're alive, are like, wow, I had no idea that my son, my grandson, would do such a thing. Who's the snake? Who's the snake? I really want to encourage and I want to strongly stress to everyone who's listening and anyone you choose to share it with. We have to start changing the narrative. God is love. What is love? It is not a color. When you poke me, I'm bleeding red. The same thing happens in science to my body that happens to yours. Are there certain things from a genetic place that are different, that makes us different? That's what God did. That's what he chose to do to show the differences. But the one thing remains the same. Love is eternal. Love never fails. So if you are a person that God has called to go into political office, I need you to not be scared anymore. And I need you to practice what it is to love to change the narrative. We don't say an eye for an eye. We don't say that. But what we do say is 
This is what needs to change. This is, these are the conversations that need to happen. Our educational systems are broken. There are urban areas that don't get the same type of education as those who are in suburbia. That's fact. And guess what? There are different colors in those suburban areas. And why do they go there? Because they want to give their kids, they want their family to experience a better life. That's all of us. We have to change the narrative. Where is the snake? And who is it? Is it you? Are you the one continuing to feed the hate? Are you the one that can't handle someone being proud to be Italian, for example? I'm good with that, being proud to be Indian. I'm good with that, being proud to be Latina, being proud to be Black, being proud to be a white American. But here's the thing. Are we spewing hate and saying one is better than the other? Or are we displaying the culture that exists? Two very different things. Are we putting ourselves above or are we saying this is what it is to be in our culture? Come enjoy. It's no different than when we go to another country and we partake in that country and we say, oh, I love going to Europe. I love going to Belize. I love going to Paris, whatever it is. Right. That's a different culture. People, we can go there. We can celebrate it. We can have a good time, but we can't do it right here in the U.S. I have a problem with that. As a Christian, I have a problem with that. But I also believe that. God is asking his people that are gifted and talented in areas where you can make change. It's time for you to speak up because at the end of the day, where's the snake? Where's the snake? So I know this was a heavy conversation today and I know it was straight for your neck and straight for your heart, but I felt it was very necessary. And again, I can't sit back and continue to watch people hate on each other. It's not who I am. It's not who I'm raising my sons to be. It's not who the man that I'm marrying is. I am the person who believes in love and loving all cultures. It's what I grew up in. It's what I did. I don't know no different. And so I, I am speaking on a level of encouragement and strong conviction that we need to start looking at what's the narrative. And if you're uncomfortable having race relation conversations, get around people who aren't and learn how to educate yourself to have those conversations because the conversations need to change. Quit being scared. It's not time to be scared until it comes to your door. And then we want to get angry. But when you had an opportunity to make change, it didn't. So let's start today. So family, I, I, I would say I apologize for the heaviness, but I really don't. Because I really want you to start thinking about the conversations you're having with your friends, your family, your loved ones, your kids, on your jobs, in your businesses. Change the narrative. You can. Because otherwise, if I see you, I'm going to ask. Who's the snake? Well, you know, we can continue this dialogue and I definitely want to. I'm not uh, one who does not avoid debate, but it has to be healthy. So let's not bring hate on the timeline. Let's have some healthy, helpful dialogue of how we can make change happen when it comes to race relations, because it's all relational and it all matters to God. So as I always say, family, may your Monday be far from ordinary and your week manifest into God's best. I love you dearly.